Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy back. He's the former HUD secretary, of course, former brain surgeon. He's one of the smartest guys I've ever had the opportunity to talk to. It's Dr. Ben Carson. Doctor, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Always good to be with you, Bill. Thank you. you know, it's an absolute pleasure. He's the, the uh, founder and the chairman of the American Cornerstone Institute. We'll talk about what that is and why I think it's even more important today than it was yesterday. But let's talk about the aftermath of the the red drizzle is maybe what we got. We didn't get we didn't get a red wave or a red a red tsunami. And as we're recording this, it still looks like Kerry Lake can win in Arizona. It still looks like Blake Masters can win in Arizona. It still looks like it could be fifty one, maybe fifty two senators. So you could have the red the Republicans taking over the Senate. They're certainly going to get the House. But are, are you a little bit deflated as I was to see that it wasn't what we kind of wished it would be yesterday? Well, you know, I kind of look at it from a little different perspective. Okay. Uh, there have been a lot of things set in motion uh, over these last two years, and we're going to have to pay the consequences for them. Uh, we haven't even reached anywhere close to the peak of the inflation that is going to occur. And uh, the gasoline prices, all these things are going to escalate significantly. And sometimes the people don't quite get who's responsible for it. So the more Republicans, the more conservatives, there are the more likely that the media is going to spin things to say that if these people hadn't been there, uh, this problem wouldn't have occurred. And of course, we know better than that. Yeah. But but a lot of people don't, and they they just are very easy to manipulate. It's uh, Dr. Ben Carson, American Cornerstone Institute dot org. Yeah, or it's actually American Cornerstone dot org, right? That's the right website. That's correct. Okay, so go there, find out what he's doing. But I want to get into what you just said for a moment, if if you don't mind. Very interesting perspective. I hadn't thought about it that way. Had you seen 54 in the Senate for Republicans and maybe 50 seats overturned in the House, suddenly the left and the media and big tech and so on have somebody to blame. Okay, here's the scapegoat. Look how great things were going. And then these Republicans took over and they really screwed it up. And of course, that's not true. But if you have the media repeating that in various forms constantly, there are some people who will fall victim to it. A lot of people will fall victim to it. Well, you, you're more about the, the physicality of the brain, fixing it when it's broken. But I wonder if we can get into the psychology of it for a second. You know, we've heard this, this term mass formation psychosis a lot when it comes to the media's ability and big tech's ability and the left's ability to convince people of things that aren't true. Doc, I don't understand why anybody in Pennsylvania would vote for more crime would vote for a guy in Josh Shapiro as the governor who was the top cop as we see a 1,000 carjackings in a year just in Philadelphia, as we see murder rates up 40 50% in, in Philadelphia, as we see Pennsylvanians struggling because fracking might be done away with now and, um, and a coal might be done away with as well. So when you see that happening, you see Illinois re-elect Pritzker, when you see Michigan go completely blue to where you've got an attorney general that literally told journalists, if you don't say what I want you to say about COVID, I might arrest you. Why do you think people do this? They voted against their own best interests here. Well, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people just are victims to repetition. Okay. And it's going to be really necessary, I think, for conservatives to learn from this. You can't always speak from the 30,000-foot vantage point. Sometimes you have to come down to where people are and explain very specifically to them what is the result of making it more difficult to utilize our natural fossil fuels. What specifically happens when you do that? And, And then show them how that translates into much higher cost at the pump. 
how it's going to translate into heating problems this winter with astronomical costs, how that also has a domino effect in terms of food pricing and everything that is transported by trucks. And you can't just assume that everybody knows that stuff. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to make that assumption. It's Dr. Ben Carson. So, Doc, if if I say, well, I'm not going to say I. Kareem Jean-Pierre came out the other day and said, hey, good news, inflation is easing. Inflation is still 8.2. It's not easing. It, in fact, has gone up from 1.4 when Biden took over to 8.2. It's not easing. It's exactly what it was last month, what it was the month before, and it's higher than it was the month before that. So it's not easing, but she said it over and over, and people, I guess, disconnect inflation from beef is three times what it should be uh, on, on, on the shelf at the, at the grocery store or gasoline. You're right. Nobody really said we need fracking. We need natural resources. We need ANWR because the gas prices are $2 higher than they should. Should be. Nobody really made that connection very well, did they? And and some of the very famous Marxists from the past used that technique, the, the so-called big lie, just keep repeating it, and pretty soon people accept it. And uh, our media in this country has learned to use it extremely effectively. And we have to be just as effective in countering what they're saying and explaining to people what's really happening. And if you do that the right way, you can really expose the mainstream media for who they are. Yes. AmericanCornerstone.org. He's the founder and the chairman is, of course, the former HUD secretary as well. Dr. Ben Carson, would you mind telling the dumb guy, me, um, the physicality of a stroke? What happens when somebody has a stroke? And is Fetterman likely to come back and be who he was before? Well, basically what happens is the blood flow to a certain part of the brain is obstructed. It can be a number of different causes for it, but the end effect is that portion of the brain does not receive the nutrition and this oxygenation that it requires. People can recover to varying degrees. Some people can make 100% recovery. Some people don't recover at all, and there's a whole spectrum in between. We we do not know where this guy is going to end up. Uh, It's clear right now he's probably going to have a little bit of difficulty as a senator uh, if it doesn't get a lot better than this. Yeah, but, but the seat's blue and that's all they cared about, Ben. Here's the interesting part, because what you just said is is great knowledge. Thank you for telling us about what, what a stroke victim goes through. Here's a guy who cannot hear correctly. They've got to write it in front of him. He cannot respond correctly. So, But they keep telling us that his brain is still working fine. His cognitive abilities are fine. He just can't communicate as well. Is that well, true? Rick- will recognize what do they need. They just need somebody who will do as they're told yes. and vote as they need to vote. Uh, that can work all the way from the office of the president down to any low-level staffer. All they need are cooperative people who understand how to say, yes, I'll do what you want me to do. It's Dr. Ben Carson, Cornerstone, AmericanCornerstone.org. Go there. He's the chairman and the founder. We'll get into that full throat in a second. But I've got to ask you about the young vote. Uh, allegedly, young people came out in droves for Democrats and did not come out for Republicans. And I want to ask you a simple question because I know that seeing video from college campuses, if you ask some kid, do you want capitalism or socialism? They say socialism. And then when you say, okay, you got an A on your test. Ben got an F on the, I'll say Joe, you would never get an F. Joe gets an F on the test. Let's just split the middle and we'll give each of you a C. To a person, the college student will say, hell no, I worked for that. I want my A. So they don't really, they're not really for socialism. They, they either don't know what it is or it just feels and sounds sexy. Why do you think that they do that knowing that individually you and I would get the same answer that they wouldn't want to give up what they earned? 
I think that students have been indoctrinated and they start early on in terms of who's good and who's bad. And they just take that with them. And that's one of the reasons that they don't want conservatives on college campuses. And I've been on some of those campuses and was told, don't go there because they won't treat you right. But uh, I was met afterwards with standing ovation, people wanting pictures and autographs, because they frequently don't get to hear the other side of the story. And when they do hear it, they frequently resonate very strongly with it, which is why they work so hard to keep conservatives away from them. It's such, such a good point. I mean, they keep saying, don't go, don't go, don't go. But the real reality is these small protests, some of them loud and violent, are really to stop Ben Carson from saying, well, maybe, maybe consider this. And that's the yeah. problem because college students really still are sponges and they do want both sides. But if you've got a professor that says, you believe this way ideologically or else you're going to fail my class, you're going to believe the way that the, that the professor says. Or Trump is bad, Trump is mean, just look at his orange skin or whatever. And, and these students want to be part of a group. Is it hard at that young age to make them understand that they really are individuals? Because it's more of a pack mentality that you can't get into. I find it's probably not that difficult, quite okay. frankly. Uh, if you can just engage them in a conversation. And that's why they work so hard to make sure that you can't engage them. And uh, it's why the, the, the left bombards them constantly with the messages that they want them to believe. And we've got our work cut out for us, and we have to recognize what we're up against. It is uh, Dr. Ben Carson, AmericanCornerstone.org. He's the, the founder and the chairman. We'll talk about that in a second. We both have deep connections in, uh, in Michigan. I've got 16 radio stations in Michigan. I was a TV news anchor there for eight years. My, one of my children was born there. My wife was born there. Deep, deep ties in Michigan. I own a house in Michigan, and I pay taxes there. Michiganders just voted for Dana Nessel, the attorney general, who basically will arrest you and throw you in jail if you're a journalist and you don't say the right thing. Um, she has said, and I don't know if she was joking, but this is on videotape, a drag queen for every school in Michigan. You've got Gretchen Whitmer that put COVID patients in nursing homes, killing tons of elderly in Michigan. She denies it now, but she did that. Lockdown schools way too long. She's a horrible governor. She just won as well. Man, what am I missing? Well, you probably aren't spending a lot of time looking at some of the networks that indoctrinate people and uh, give them a lot of very false information and paint the picture of anyone who has a different opinion as somebody who's radical or somebody who's crazy. And, uh, you know, it's whatever they accuse the other side of is exactly what they are doing. And uh, it's really almost hilarious when you look at it, if you don't recognize the seriousness of what's going on. It's uh, what's interesting about about the state of Michigan as well is that you've got huge Muslim populations in Dearborn, Hamdramic, that area around Detroit. Yet you're starting to see Muslim Americans show up at school boards saying we don't want drag shows in our in our schools. Uh, for me, Christians, Jews, and Muslims, those who are deeply religious, generally speaking, have always been conservative in their beliefs. Why do you think they're voting blue when, when red really probably would represent them better? Well, recognize that a lot of churches now are becoming woke. And uh, it's really quite sad, but you see them engaging in exactly the same thing as non-church people are because they want to be accepted. Uh, so it becomes increasingly difficult to hold up the standards of the Judeo-Christian values, which were fundamental to the founding of this country. And if you throw those things out, what are you going to replace it with? Where well, I think we're seeing the answer to that. We're seeing the results. And before 1963, almost all public schools had hanging up in them 
a copy of the Ten Commandments. Now you can't do that anymore. Exactly what is wrong with thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not envy, you know, thou shalt not lie. What is wrong with those things? Um, you replace it with something that can't be nearly as good, and we're seeing the results of that. I think you're absolutely right. AmericanCornerstone.org. Um, when I was a kid, Jimmy Carter became the president. I was 10 when he won. And soon thereafter, he put in place the Department of Education. What a horrible move for anybody who loves Judeo-Christian values, as you said, or uh, American traditional uh, original values, which were about equality, but also based in a faith that, that we all sort of understood. Now, you can worship any way you want, but this is how we founded the country. The Department of Education has gone from that day in 1976 or 77, whenever he put it in place, to now having so much power, $60 billion a year is being spent, and we, those who fund it, have no say. So how do we combat that? Do we combat it with American Cornerstone? Do we combat it with Ben Carson and Joe Paggs bringing this to light, and then you with your great books and educational series? Tell me how we combat that. Well, I think we're all a part of it. Uh, recognize that our founders, particularly John Adams, emphasized that our system was based upon an educated and informed populace. Why did he say that? Because well-educated people are very difficult to manipulate. Yes. Now, you'll notice in a lot of our major public school systems, you're not producing very many well-educated people. Uh, and I just wonder sometimes, is it because... Those who want to fundamentally change our nation know that people who are not well educated can be easily manipulated. It's a real problem. So you, you've got you've got a book series, right? And, and again, people go to the website American um, uh, AmericanCornerstone.org. You go there. What can they find? What resources are there for parents who are like me? I've I've got I've got five kids. The youngest is seven. Yeah. I don't want her to get indoctrinated in school. What can I do to to thwart that? Well, you can actually, you can go to the website you just mentioned, or you can go directly uh, to littlepatriotslearning.com. And it specifically uh, talks about the learning program that we have. It's online. Uh, it's free of charge, by the way. Uh, extremely well done. Beautiful animations. We have a new series called Star Spangled Adventures that talks about specific parts of our history like, you know, the Declaration of Independence, the Boston Tea Party, what have you. There are lessons that go with that. We've hired some of the best animators from Disney and Pixar, people who were non-woke, by the way. I love it. And they produce these beautiful programs. And uh, I encourage parents to do it along with their children because how many times have you seen those man-on-the-street interviews? And uh, they, they don't know anything about history either. Nothing. And of course, your history is so important uh, to your identity, which is so important to your belief system. And if you break that down, you become a leaf blowing in the wind, uh, so easy to manipulate. And those who want to change us, they know that. And you'll notice whenever ISIS goes into a place and conquers it, what do they do? They destroy the history. Immediately. Museums in the libraries, making the people docile and easy to handle. We need to understand what's happening in our society, and we need to combat it. I love that you're still engaged. I love that you're so engaged. AmericanCornerstone.org, go there. Hey, what is the direct website again? LittlePatriotsLearning.com. Go and, there. And the books also, uh, our latest book being Red, White, and Blue, Our Flag Matters to Me and You. And it teaches the children why we respect our flag. It doesn't denigrate the people who don't 
respect it. But you'll come away from that book being very happy to stand for our flag. And, and, and being very happy to be an American, something that, again, the push is, don't be happy to be an American. We're flawed, we're bad, we're no good. Look at our history. CR, CRT is not history. C, the 1619 Project is not history. That's something that's been revised to show us how horrible we are. And we need people like you to make sure that we get the truth out there. Thank you, Doctor. I appreciate you. And, and I will mention that in our learning program, we do cover the good, the bad, and the ugly. Good. But, but if you if you faithfully look at our history, you'll see there's a heck of a lot more good than there is bad and ugly. Not if you ask a school, a school kid today, and that's why I love what you're doing. Doc, thank you so much. Thank you for all the insight today and, and what you've done for us over the years. Let's do this again very soon because I think it's going to be a very important couple of years that we're facing. Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Keep in mind, I will have my interviews with uh, Jim Jordan, Dr. Ben Carson, and Dave Coleman will be next hour. They'll all be up on Rumble tonight. I put all my interviews up on Rumble. I'm also doing these short videos up on YouTube. We passed 26,000, so we've gained 7,000 in the past couple of weeks. So go to YouTube. You know you're floating around YouTube anyway. And look for Joe Pags Radio and give us a subscription there. Trying to get up to 100,000. I want to make them send me a plaque. Okay? I think that'll be kind of funny. But uh, if you used to like those TikTok videos, like I did a come on video today that was on YouTube. It's also on Instagram, but Instagram isn't letting anybody see anything. Meta or Facebook, they have a flag on my account on both. So you're not going to see much of what I post there. But on YouTube, it seems to be catching some virality. Some of these uh, videos have... 500,000 views. So go check that out. Go to youtube.com and put in Joe Pags Radio. Give me a follow. Check out the shorts. Comment on there. Spread them around. Do what you have to do. Also, if you're on Twitter, a lot of people are becoming verified now. I guess uh, Musk started this thing where you pay for verification. If you're not following me, make sure you do. At Joe Talk Show. I use Twitter a lot. Also, Getter Joe Talk Show. On Truth Social, it's at Joe Pags. Quick break here. We're back. Another big hour coming your way. Do not touch that up. This is the Joe Pegg Show.